Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen. I'm very sad because it's the end of witchy season, season of the witch, whatever, whatever nonsense I was calling it. Poor Janine, I'm so <laughs> sad. I know, I, I, I could tell you were really enjoying yourself this month. I was, I was. Every single nonsense witchy episode well maybe i'll have a treat for you next month so a treat yes yay are you going to announce <laughs> the treat today i will oh very <laughs> excited for the announcement of the treat then but yes no tricks just treats well and it's a wonderful podcast sometimes are quite nice. <laughs> have you ever done that have you ever gone trick-or-treating or had someone trick-or-treating at your house and because they always ask the question, don't they? They always, trick or treat. Have you ever just turned around and said, I would like a trick, please? <laughs> I should and then they that. don't know what to do. The poor seven-year-olds don't know what to do. I should do that to like the 17-year-olds that just have 17. a pillowcase. Oh, you just God. have a pillowcase and a shitty mask and it's a trick or treat. <laughs> and like, I should just say, no, trick, dude. bitch. <laughs> just close the door in their face. But I can't test that theory this year, sadly. So, Oh, trick-or-treating has been banned. That is true. <laughs> Nobody is allowed to do it. Although Why? people people are trying to do the whole um, leave a bucket of chocolates and what have you at the end of the driveway and that kind of stuff. Or uh, well, outside, I mean... hanging outside the front door. If being sanitary is kind of the main priority, I don't think they'd want a bunch of kids sticking their hands in a in a communi- communal <laughs> bowl True. of candies, too. So, True, didn't know. think about that. Please wear gloves yes. as a sign, perhaps. I don't know. Trick-or-treating has been banned, though, so unfortunately I can't play tricks on trick-or-treaters by asking <laughs> them to give me a trick. When they yes. don't know what to do. They never know what to do because they always just expect you to throw sweets at them. <laughs> into their faces. Well, no tricks here. It's a wonderful podcast. At least coming up. So I will have okay, treats that's for nice. you. Treats. <laughs> Yay. We like treats because it's Halloween. Um, it is actually Halloween like on Saturday as well. So yay. Yay. To what celebrate. Doing? What are you doing on Halloween? Movies, okay. Halloween move based movies, probably Halloween itself. Wonderful. At some point, if not some obviously my kind of movies, Hammer movies, Price movies, that kind of situation, probably. Okay. Because what am I going to do? Funny. I can't go out. <laughs> Halloween is Halloween is banned, and so is Christmas, and so I believe is Thanksgiving. Understandably, though, just you know, have virtual Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I think people would. I think people would prefer that. (laughs) I think people would prefer that anyway. I think that's what people should do. I know this is a tangent to start the episode. I think that's what people should do anyway. Just eat alone and not have to see your obnoxious family that comes in from out of town. I mean, this is what I mean. (laughs) Let's be fair. Oh, darn. So sad. I can't see you this year. Look, I'm (laughs) fortunate where I kind of, I I like my family, certainly for the absolute most part. I really do. 
but I know for a fact that some people's Christmases are, and you know, kind of like even on the, I know politics always comes up and that sort of stuff. Like that's never really a topic of discussion with, with my family anyway, because I'm sure we all have varied political beliefs as it is, but you just don't bother speaking about it. <laughs> but I know what certain, certain other people's like holidays and birthdays and that kind of thing when extended family get together, it can just be absolute hell. Yes. So have a holiday season where you're actually kind of just meeting up with the people that you actually want to meet up with from your own family. Exactly. Keep it small. <laughs> Keep it small and or over video. So if somebody's annoying you, the mute button's right there. Essentially, that sounds kind of perfect for most people, I'm sure. So, remote holidays, but uh, we'll do our best with uh, actually trying to celebrate Halloween because it's the best holiday. It kind of is, though. (laughs) But no more to creepy racist cousins. Oof. If you you have a creepy racist cousin, (laughs) I don't know. You may do. You may do. Some people, I'm sure, will. Because there are evil people anyway speaking of evil people janine doing the <laughs> witches of eastwick today oh who... i thought you were gonna segue that into uh <laughs> shouting out our patrons oh no certainly not speaking certainly not evil I will do people a... let's shout out our patrons i will do a fresh a segue <laughs> i will do a fresh segue to that because we are talking about the witches of eastwick today from 1987 george miller directed this yes. one so quite a, a you know different vibe than mad max yeah well i mean i think his his strangest vibe was a happy feet <laughs> it's true it's very true really was that's a weird but, movie for george yeah. miller to direct anyway this um, also is a bit different from mad max <laughs> yeah a bit of a bit of a de- detraction shall yes. we say Departure. um <laughs> but it's, a, it's a lot of it's a lot of good evilness in the witches of eastwick i was a big fan yes big fan of all the kind of stuff that was going on here we have jack nicholson being prime jack nicholson and the glorious trio of Cher, susan sarandon and michelle pfeiffer all... which i like to call michelle pfeiffer well, yeah. Mich- well, or michelle <laughs> pfeiffer yes because there's like yeah. a couple f's in there do you not think <laughs> do you not think i've always thought this that michelle pfeiffer or, or just Pfeiffer in general, sounds like a word that would be used by Dr. Seuss in a weird rhyme in one of his books. Yeah. And like, like just some sort of made-up <laughs> creature by yes. Dr. Seuss. Like, the Pfeiffer-Pfeiffer went to the store and <laughs> bought a ham. A green eggs and ham. And I just transferred that to green eggs and ham for some reason. <laughs> I do not like them, Michelle Pfeiffer. (laughs) I do not like them. (laughs) On a train, in a plane. I'm sorry, I'm not going to recite green eggs and ham for you now. But what we are going to recite with love and compassion are the names of our patrons, Jane. You did it. You did do it. I did. I did. I hope that was a good one. Uh, Because it is Patreon shout-out day, as we like to do uh, every week. On one of the episodes of the show, we shout out all our wonderful patrons on the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. 
just search patreon.com slash it's a wonderful one or and uh, you know find the tier that's right for you over there with loads of stuff going on on the patreon we love the patrons janine we do so every one of them gets a nice little thank you every week starting of course with thank you to miss abigail Friel. Thank you, Philly Eagles 559, a.k.a. Andrew. Thank you, Jeremiah Morris. And thank you, JJ Winward. Thank you, Faraz Muthana. Thank you, 90s Comics Box, a.k.a. My Big Brother Justin. Thank you to Video Drew. Thank you to Adelaide Spence. Thank you to Corey Morissette. Thank you, Robert Parker. Thank you, and congratulations, and we're so glad you're back. Christina Farrell. Thank you, Heather Sabian. Thank you to Dr. Megs, Megan McCurley. And thank you to Marcus Burton. Thank you to Movie Fanobi Steve. Thank you, Jake Yacoveta. Thank you, Samir Tesfai. And thank you to Patrick Hardin. Thank you to Carla Fees. And thank you, Dwayne Burke. Thank you, Adam Collins. Congratulations to him Congratulations. as well. Congratulations, yes. And thank you to Delisha Butler. Thank you to LK. Thank you, Oscar Romo. Thank you, GG. Thank you to the great Ken Knapsock. Thank you to Brandon Hanna. Thank you to Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel. Thank you, Eric Garcia. And thank you to the best high man in the biz, Billy Pollyhan. Yay, celebrations of patrons. They're so great and fun and great. That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. You know what wasn't terrible, Janine? What? This movie it was ridiculously amounts of fun and evil and craziness. Yes, and weird it's been a while CGI since that I wasn't seen it. expecting. I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, I had only seen this movie once, and I kind of just stumbled upon it and. You know, I actually had a lot of fun with it, but it's been years since I've seen it again. So I was really excited to visit it for our season of The Witch. Yes. Well, what do you think of it? Uh, so much fun. Uh, I love this cast. Jack Nicholson is great. And I was actually looking up some trivia and saw that this was actually supposed to be Bill Murray. He was cast. I don't like so He that. was the one who decided to step away for some reason. And then they cast Nicholson. So I'd like yeah, to think just... his reason was we need someone a bit crazier and creepier. So Jack. Um, well, Bill Murray was the one who stepped away. So I mean, I think maybe they initially went with him because of his whole, you know, kind of somewhat sleazy womanizer type yeah. vibe from Ghostbusters, yeah. you know? So I think maybe that's why, because they knew that that character needed that kind of, you know, womanizing charm, I guess. Sleaze. I don't know. Sleaze. Yes. But Dirt I don't behavior. <laughs> yes. But I don't know that he could have pulled off the more intense devilish No, parts. I don't think so. You know? So. I don't think so. I also think it kind of doesn't warrant being too comedic a performance as well and you have to think that bill murray's just going to naturally give you more than that because he's obviously far funnier than jack nicholson yeah. jack nicholson's just kind of crazy and dramatic and outrageous and he can also be silly as well and he so can I be think... silly so but... i think and i think you know while this isn't the most attractive version of Jack Nicholson, <laughs> no. um, 
you can still kind of conceivably believe him seducing these women the way he goes about it. You know, well, the way he kind I, of feeds into something inherently in them, you know, that kind of nags at them yeah. in the way he can kind of, you know, prey on that. So I can see like the source of his kind of power being able to um, use more than just his, you know, his looks to seduce these women. Yeah. So quite, it, it felt, that felt believable to me. It did. It did. He's quite conniving. But yes. then again, he's also playing Satan pretty much so yes why shouldn't he be conniving that's exactly what he should be doing if he's satan is satan an attractive man janine is satan even a man or is he a goat who knows (laughs) Uh, i think he's a goat he's apparently a giant cgi monster true true we'll get on to that hated that quite frankly (laughs) really enjoyed this movie but what's going on with that ridiculous huge cgi jack nicholson monster at the end (laughs) what's that about what's that about uh speaking of the attractiveness of jack nicholson though janine i think i agree with Cher when she first or when he first tries um getting with Cher. yes (laughs) and Cher's response is just absolutely perfect of just these whirlwind of insults just fired at him that la- seems to last like over a minute of just constant uh, this barrage of abuse. Yes, and he's just lied there, <laughs> smiling at her. Yes, <laughs> as she completely eviscerates him with insults. <laughs> it's a very good scene. I find it hilarious. <laughs> I really did. It was perfect. Well done, Cher. People forget that Cher was a great actor. Yeah, Oscar winner. Oscar winner. Oscar mm-hmm. winner. What? I mean, she wasn't Cher. What was the last movie Cher did? I feel like she was in Mamma Mia 2, wasn't she? She was. <laughs> that was probably the last movie Cher did. Should, should Cher do more movies? Probably. I mean, she should. do we want Cher to do more movies these days? I'm sure she's still happy touring. Is she allowed to tour? She's allowed to do whatever the hell she wants. I mean, that's very true. (laughs) That's very true. I like Cher. I've always liked Cher. People don't like Cher. What? She is sassy. She is gorgeous. She is funny. She's very funny. She's very naturally funny. If you watch interviews with Cher, she just seems like a really fun person. Yeah. Like, even still at 70 or however old she is. Yeah. Um... And I, I I remember you mentioning this when watching the movie that like these three women have actually aged very well. Um, they have. You know, that is kind of a joke that, you know, white women don't usually age very well. It's a joke that you like to make. <laughs> I don't make that joke. <laughs> I mean, I'm just in general. Um, <laughs> uh, they don't have a cute little saying like black don't crack or Asian True. don't raisin. <laughs> is that a saying? It is. my. That's phenomenal. <laughs> yes, my friend would say that uh, a lot who was Asian. Um, but um, yeah. These women actually aged very beautifully. Um, And Cher, like, you know, most women her age in the public spotlight do a little too much, you know, nipping and tucking and pulling of their faces. But her plastic surgery has been very tasteful and natural looking and not insane. So she looks fabulous. 
So I I agree. I agree. And you know, I think we most recently saw Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant Man and the Wasp. Maybe is that the like the most recent thing we've seen oh. her in? I mean, she's probably done a major thing, yes, but she's um, probably done other things, right? But Michelle Pfeiffer still looks still great. looks amazing, yes. As does Susan Sarandon, yes, and she's still playing these kind of sex potty type characters, yeah. To you know, so yeah. I mean, it should be said as well that let's be fair, the Witches of Eastwick is an incredibly um, erotic movie. <laughs> Yeah. Should we say it's a little intense uh, in, in, in in parts? I kind of wasn't expecting the, uh, I'm not going to call it crudeness, but just frankness of it all, to be honest with you. I really wasn't expecting that. I mean, at the start of the movie, we already see, you know, Susan Sarandon getting pretty much sexually harassed by her boss in proposition. It's true. So, uh, yeah. True. But, He's a terrible kind of guy. Yes. And a woman in town who's the wife of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Suki, of her boss. Uh, she kind of yeah. has some crazy kind of possession type of situation happened to her where she's like she does um you know she is screaming <laughs> in the middle of the church about dildos and <laughs> yes it's a little bit <laughs> unnecessary isn't it yes she kind of goes crazy about all the perversion that's happening with uh these three women and this man and you know she kind of goes a little crazy yeah i mean the I, I kind of found it hilarious how a lot of this movie again it's a you know it's set in new england so it's prime witch territory yeah it's but there's not a, there's not a, kind warner of warner brothers back lot or in warner new brothers england backlot, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's just the blatantest warner brothers backlot <laughs> set you've ever seen um the church obviously which is constantly used in this movie and it is the same church that's used in everything you've ever seen Warner Brothers produce. Yeah, also if they need I a white church in in Monster Squad, which we watched on Sunday. Yes, okay, <laughs> love it. You use that church for everything, for everything. Like, come on, Warner Brothers, build another church. <laughs> Just build a second church. We've all seen that, that church <laughs> now in too many things, but, but I did find it hilarious how there were a terrific amount of clutch my pearls middle-aged white women in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it was, I mean, they were all wearing pearls as well, which just makes it better. Yes, but we when do even Ver get a scene of falling pearl pearls, we do. and and uh, Bruce Wayne's parents aren't getting shot. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, get I mean, a scene we do of have falling the Joker. Here comes Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Joker and Catwoman in here, so uh, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. We actually have the eras Joker and Catwoman. Yes, and to keep it, you know, in in a Halloween vein. Um, Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer did a movie where Jack Nicholson is a werewolf. So, hey. It, it all comes yeah. around. It yeah. all comes Just imagine that. Oh, no. The pearls are falling. Who's that over there? And you see Batman just running towards you. 
Just no, the pearls, the pearls. pearls. Mother's dying. (laughs) Because that's how Batman speaks now. No, mother's dying. Mother. Mother's dying. He's British now. Um. Don't know why Batman is. Don't know why Batman is all of a sudden discovered time travel as well. It's a dream. Back. It's one of his many nightmares he has about the pearls falling. Oh, could be. Uh, <laughs> and he's British in the dream. Yeah. Um, Scarecrow's done it. <laughs> so it's all the work of Scarecrow. <laughs> or the work of Jack Nicholson. What, what's his name? Daryl. Daryl Van Horn. Daryl Van Horn. And I like this whole kind of. It, it builds that kind of anticipation about the character, the fact that no one can remember his name and it's like always on yeah. the tip of their brain. So I like that little kind of spell that um was kind of put on people as soon as they heard his name they couldn't remember and it kind of added to this weird build-up because like you know i've seen this movie before but like i said like i've only seen it once and very long ago and i was like what is his name like i I was feeling that like anticipation to like meet him like like i didn't know it was jack nicholson you know so just that one little thing was a kind of cool way to just build up the anticipation of getting to meet this character. It's very cool. I like it. And I like that when you do meet him, he's snoring his head off in church because... <laughs> and snarling and sounding kind of like a monster or a beast or a yeah. devil. And we, and we only get these subtle, aside from, you know, the big kind of ridiculous <laughs> CGI reveal, which, I mean, I will say it actually didn't look terrible for 1987. Like... I know, but I just think, why did they do it? It wasn't necessary, but I mean, I recently watched the uh, Witches remake, and I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that Jack Nicholson 1987 CGI actually was kind of on the same level as the 2020 Robert Zemeckis Witches remake CGI. (laughs) I'm serious. I am serious now. Hollywood CGI has gotten so much worse since 2005. Yes. It's just ridiculous. It's like ever since... I know I know this is 2008, but ever since Avatar came out and kind of just perfected CGI, every other movie since then that has tried to do a lot of CGI has looked dreadful. Yeah, it's very cartoonish and cheap and... Yeah, so <laughs> like it keeps going backwards. Um, yeah. Uh, so we will we will definitely get into that that CGI version, which is was weird. But um, I do like that we get like subtle hints of him kind of being a monster. Like one minute we'll see a very clawed and you know kind of monstrous looking hand. Um, yeah. You know, and he'll be making these kind of snarled noises. Um. There's a lot of... We just get kind of hints here and there. So, like, just when we first are introduced, we hear this kind of sinister and animalistic snarling sounds, and it's him snoring. So that already kind of gives you a hint that there's something kind of otherworldly kind of happening. Uh, I like... Big introduction. Yeah. I like how (laughs) the movie is kind of constantly subtle, though. Like, even in its magic use and that kind of stuff, it's all this very kind of mental spells that we yeah. were talking about i think with practical magic and even yeah where a lot you're not... like the the style of spells of that movie rather than pointing um, a wand and pointing hearing a, a twinkle wand. twinkle twinkle yeah. 
type situation. Or um, reciting, a, or even reciting a spell an out of incantation. a book. Incantation, yeah, like which was none of Teen it. Witch and in um, the craft. But I also yeah. like the craft. The first spell that the kind of that the women do together is them just kind of talking it out or thinking it something at the same yeah, time. That's true. Like at the same time, you know, they're at this little kind of recital situation, and the pervy principal who was hitting on Susan Sarandon uh, is giving some, you know holier than thou speech about patriotism oh, it was or awful. and they all just are fed up with it you know they're all there and then it starts to rain and then they get together later and realize they were all thinking at the same time how they just wanted that whole ceremony to be done and they wanted it to rain so they could leave so it was kind of like the craft where they all got had were thinking at the same time for that man to get hit by a car and he got hit by a car. Yeah. So I like that that's kind of how they realize they have this magic. And it's good to kind of set that up that they had the magic before he came because it could be kind of misconstrued that, you know, he gave them these abilities, you know. No, so, they have it themselves. They, they have, have it, themselves. it themselves. So kind of at the by the end when they're kind of strong enough to overpower him, uh, it makes sense. So I it like that they were they were able to kind of set that up immediately and make it really clear um, that they were already kind of witches on their own. It constantly paints Jack Nicholson as completely kind of irredeemable, though throughout the whole movie because he does come along as soon as they discover they've got some sort of powers yes. and it just seems like oh well he's just come because he's somehow discovered through some devilish way that and... there are there are <laughs> witches here so i'm the devil i want to have the witches yes and that's and what have, he's doing that's what and he's have, doing have them you know spread my seed and like you know well there's he might as well as have literally <laughs> said that and those yes. words because yes. he says some outright horrendous things to, to the three of them but it's kind of just like <laughs> yeah i believe this coming out of a devil played by jack nicholson, jack nicholson it makes perfect sense um, and I did like the whole kind of vibe of like a oh, one redhead and one blonde and one brunette. Uh, so I liked that kind of three corners of, you know, hair color <laughs> to kind of just kind of be a quick establishment of differentiating them. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately we kind of get individual, you know, personality stuff from all of them. But I like that kind of initial just look uh, to kind of set up that, you know, they're all kind of distinct. No, definitely, definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the possession of Veronica Cartwright. Yes. Or Felicia. <laughs> Felicia, which is I a very, her, very yeah. white girl name, obviously. Yes. So she's um, married to Richard Jenkins, who is uh, uh, Suki, Michelle Pfeiffer's boss at the paper, yes. at the local paper. And, you know, she's very kind of wholesome, churchy lady. And... Clutch my pearls, middle aged yes. white woman. And she is at the paper and Michelle Pfeiffer talks about how this big estate in the town, I think it's called like the Lennox estate or whatever, yeah. was sold when somebody bought it. And she, you know, immediately drops her flowers and, and you know, just kind of in a panic and, you know, complaining about how it's an historical building and nobody should be living in it. And oh my gosh. And then slowly she, it starts evolving into her getting more upset about things and her, you know, 
worried about sin and, you know, something evil coming and, you know, sensing all this craziness and she kind of goes mad. Um, you know, even when they say his name, like they're all kind of at this uh, recital that Susan Sarandon's character Jane is playing in. She plays a cello and uh, everyone is kind of in the lobby kind of buzzing about this new man in town. Yeah. And they can't remember his name. And then they finally remember his name. And as soon as it's said out loud, everyone kind of starts remembering it. And as soon as Michelle Pfeiffer says that her literal pearls fall off her neck. They do. And, it's you know, uh, Felicia says, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Felicia says something snarky about him. What kind of a name is that? That sounds terrible. And then she trips on the pearls and falls down some stairs and breaks her leg. So then you get a sense that like, you know, something's already out to get her for her not being as, you know, seduced by the idea of this man, like everyone else. So the devil, the devil won't like it if you don't follow him, Janine. Yes. So he will come for you. So we get to see kind of the slow descent into madness for poor Felicia and Richard Jenkins having to like deal with this. And they do a really smart thing as well, where we get a whole scene of, you know, Richard Jenkins talking to Michelle Pfeiffer about how much he loves her and like he met her since they knew each other since like high school and she was yeah. a catch and he was so lucky to have her. So even though she's kind of going crazy, you can tell that he is just kind of having a hard time dealing with it, but he still really loves her and wants to wants her to be okay. So you get like a whole scene of him, you know, telling Michelle Pfeiffer how he really feels about her that like, you know, he's not just ready to like put her in some crazy home or something like he he loves her and he wants to be with yeah. her wants to make sure she's okay. So then the next scene that happens after that, um, it just doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of the kicking off point to the more sinister shift of the movie. It is. It so is. How I mean, you feel in about all... the whole yeah. shift, if you want to get into um, the true descent for Felicia and what happens with her husband and all of that. Yeah, I mean, is this this before? This is after the whole church outburst of unnecessarily sex, to unnecessary sex talk in the middle of a church sermon, isn't it? Is this yes. after that or before uh, that? Yeah, it's after that. I um, mean, even before that, when she's in the hospital, she's like shouting these crazy things about evil and um, you know people getting seduced and yeah, all kinds of stuff and. You know, then she has like a calming moment where Richard Jenkins is just kind of resting his head on her. And she's like, what's happening to me? Why are these things coming out of my mouth? So then that kind of leads you to believe that it is some kind of possession that's like inside her, making her sense these things. And it's not just her kind of going crazy because there's a moment where she realizes like, what am I saying? What is happening? Like, why are these things coming out of my mouth? Well, we do, uh, we do, of course, discover that it is entirely full-blown possession Yes. With some uh, interesting cherries. <laughs> yes, a, a cherry parlor trick, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I mean, it could I don't know. It's it's kind of nasty and horrible, yes. and, and it goes everywhere. And yes. for some reason, don't quite know how it happens or how it works. Basically, just because Jack Nicholson wants it to. Um. They're all eating cherries. Jack Nicholson and the three main girls are eating cherries. 
and they're all having conversation about how this lady's lost her mind and she's yes. crazy and yes. you know talking about crazy things she's done in town some little boy was like reading a book that had something to do with maybe something she deemed evil and like snatched it away and yelled at him in the street and they're just talking about how she's kind of lost her mind and she's crazy and she needs to calm down and something needs to be done with her and um and all the meanwhile daryl jack nicholson is like telling them eat these cherries keep eating your cherries yeah spit all the cherry bits into this big bowl that for some (laughs) reason i'm lay in the pool with this big bowl of cherry bits (laughs) on my stomach because that just seems like something jack nicholson would do and have people spit in it doesn't it um Yes. And uh, meanwhile, we're kind of intercut with these scenes of, you know, Richard Jenkins at home with Felicia and she's freaking out and kind of losing her mind and going off about all these sinister evil things and how the women are seduced and they're disgusting. And then all of a sudden she starts coughing up these cherry pits and the coughing turns into crazy projectile vomiting of all these cherry pits just coming out of her mouth meanwhile you cut back to jack nichols and telling them to keep eating these cherries keep eating these cherries and it looks even more terrifying the fact that it's bright red yeah dark red so it looks like she's vomiting up a lot of blood yes and i think that's kind of what they were going for and also i read that they had like an animatronic like figure that was supposed to like thrash around crazy and like okay. spit up and could like vomit on cue and it looked crazy but test audience were like oh no this is this is too off-putting this is too crazy we cannot deal with this um and so then they all the scenes with the animatronic were cut no. and so then they just used what they had but yeah i guess they had an, an animatronic that thrashed around and did even more crazy body horror type feeling stuff okay and but the test audience were not into it at all so well i don't know why the 80s are into body horror i mean is the witches of eastwick is maybe not the most horror of witch movies i suppose it's it's a more fantasy it's a, it's a fantasy drama i suppose isn't it yeah. but i suppose it's got its it's not even got its it, i wouldn't even call it a rom-com or anything like that it's a little bit of mm-hmm. romance i suppose but, but it's if like you not count... true romance it's very no. like kind of sinister seduce seducing romance yeah it's a twisty devil romance (laughs) yes which is nice which can be its own genre (laughs) yes it can (laughs) i just feel very sorry for poor richard jenkins and him getting all this vomit all over his lovely glasses on a string How many people do you see wearing glasses on a string anymore? Right, right. They need to bring that back into to fashion. Or a stri- <laughs> or a chain, glasses on a chain, right? or glasses on a string. I mean, what you'll you never have? lose them. You'll never lose them. I used to have um, a, uh, I used to have a, like a, a supply teacher, you know, who would come in and when the regular teacher wasn't there. And this was in primary school, so when I was like young, really yeah. young. Mm-hmm. Um, a very old woman. She wore glasses on a string. Oh, it was fascinating. I love <laughs> you it. You really just want. You just really want to have some glasses on a string. I think you're I just, just going to have some. I just <laughs> think no the concept you don't need of glasses, glasses on a string. But <laughs> I think the concept of glasses on a string immediately ages any human being by at least <laughs> forty years. 
You will look like you are about 120 years old if you wear glasses around your neck. Yes, it's definitely something that I think needs to come back. (laughs) I I would happily bring it back. But while he does have his glasses on a string, he kind of sees his wife going mad and he kind of just goes cold and gets the, you know, fire poker from the fireplace, walks over to her. We cut to like a shot of the house and then we see him just go back and sit down in his chair like nothing yeah and then the next morning there's you know ambulance there and uh turns out he just killed her richard jenkins has had enough (laughs) yes so i'm tired of getting his glasses dirty yes and (laughs) oh my god that's terrible with with cherry with cherry cherry vomit vomit. it's terrible it's terrible so we actually have a murder happen in this movie we do um and the women are out front and they you know michelle pfeiffer you know she knew them she worked with him so she doesn't believe that he could have just killed his wife for nothing because they did set up that conversation they had just before of him you know talking about how much he loved her so she knows he was not capable of this and she thinks back to their conversation and all the things that they were saying about this woman the night before and that plays into what happened earlier with the rain them making the rain happen and them even talking about conjuring up this man to come and then here's daryl van horn so um you know they kind of suki wants to attribute it to like this is our fault like we were talking about it all the things we were saying and susan sarandon she's just kind of caught up in the fantasy and she doesn't want to believe it and shares kind of right in the middle um so they all kind of start bickering and you know they cause the the earth to kind of crack (laughs) underneath them um so yeah they do have these powers and you know with jack kind of guiding it it's kind of turned into something sinister um that's kind of out of their control so then they kind of all realize we need to get away from him we need to stop talking to him so then they start to ignore him and he just can't stand it no he can't he does not like that (laughs) he does not like that um it starts getting a bit it starts getting a little bit absolute peak jack nicholson at this point as well doesn't it yeah when he's just going he's just within himself and he's just going absolutely crazy and they're even doing little like voodoo things to him because they have this little doll because Cher makes like dolls and uh sculptures Sculptures. and things like that so they have this little sculpture of him and they're doing all the voodoo with the pins and all sorts to him when he's just going to try and get ice cream (laughs) yeah that's hilarious um which you know eventually results in Jack Nicholson covered in chicken feathers, <laughs> really dirty, looking like looking pretty much as you may expect Jack Nicholson to look on a Sunday morning, um, and spitting up cherries himself, and uh, spitting all up over himself. everybody in the church. In the um, church, yes, he has an outburst <laughs> in the church though, and uh, an incredibly, <laughs> I hate women outburst, which is kind yes. of nice of him, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, but before that we we do get some fun kind of like fantasy sequences you know he's letting out a bunch of balloons and they're just like dancing in them and swimming in them and having a grand old time and you know the witches realize they can like float and um he's kind of recording them and getting 
information almost of just like things that scare them and so when they do start ignoring him he kind of uses that against them like Susan Sarandon talks about she feels like you know she's scared of just one day kind of disintegrating and disappearing and when she finds out she she finds that she's pregnant she goes to see him this is after they've kind of all been ignoring him yeah because they're feeling like he's a dangerous force um, and we kind of get the sense throughout that like Susan Sarandon is the weakest because she is like the first to go back to him and she's the first to yeah. not want to believe that he could be a bad person. And um, even in the end, she's talking about how she misses him, uh, you know, after everything. So, you know, she finds that she's pregnant and so she goes to see him. And as she's kind of walking towards him, she can hear her part of the video talking about how she's going to, she's afraid of disintegrating and disappearing. And as that's, it's just on a loop, repeating, repeating. And you see him make a bowl of fruit kind of, you know, shrivel up and get old. And then you see her shrivel up and get old and she panics. So he's, you know, punishing them for ignoring him by making their kind of worst fear happen. So then she hears, shares part of the video talking about how, she is, you know, afraid of snakes. Mm. And so she rushes to her house and Cher wakes up in a bed full of snakes, like terrifying. And they're all in her hair. <laughs> um, it's just a pity that Cher wasn't <laughs> currently sleeping with Indiana Jones because <laughs> right? then it would have... then they would have both been uh, really simultaneously been a, freaking out. An episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And... Um, then they all they both go to you know check in on Suki because she's talking about how the pain she doesn't know and she could deal with like any she's not worried about getting old but she's worried about going through any kind of serious pain and then you yeah. see him like stab a fruit right in the middle and she has this terrible pain and she's in the hospital and they don't know how to deal with it so then Cher goes to talk to him and he goes into kind of this big rage fit about how he's done so much for them and you know they haven't done anything for him he just wants somebody to pay attention to him and care about him and he goes full crazy jack and nicholson which we kind of love and <laughs> i just like how he was ironing his clothes watching the world's smallest television yes and um uh, complaining about trivial things when she's like <laughs> trying to talk to him about you know suki potentially dying um so they you know shares able to kind of just appease him enough to let suki get better and then they kind of go into full you know let's hatch a scheme kind of mode they do let's just you know act like we're on board again so we can get him to go away so that's mm. when all of the uh yes that's when ice all the cream voodoo fun happens. and the voodoo yes. happens so that's kind of our I think our first like actual physical kind of spell looking magic. Yeah. It's not, it's not a mental thing like we talked about. So it's kind of a combination. I'm kind of glad we're closing on this one because this is kind of a combination of all the different kind of witch things we saw throughout yeah. all the movies we watched. You know, we got like books with incantations and spells and things yeah. like that in Teen Witch. And we got, um, you know, a higher power um and like a group of witches coming together and thinking you know 
things together to make yeah. things happen like in the craft and practical magic we got more kind of the mental idea of spells on so the possession i like kind of in the possession as well and some more devilish kind of situation yeah. so i think you know we're all getting everything combined from all of our movies throughout the series in this one movie so i think you structured this <laughs> season of the witch well Jane. i did i i totally planned that i totally planned yeah. that um so you know um, <laughs> but that it, that does kind of start the the finale of the movie, really. Yes. So you know they you know all kind of come to his place all lovingly and you know all in their laundry in the bed draped across it, ready to seduce him. Um, and the next morning he's feeling great with kisses all over his face, and <laughs> they ask him to go to the store and get them bagels and ice cream. And so he leaves. And as soon as he leaves, they're like ready to cast some magic. So they make a little wax voodoo doll of yeah. him. They get this his book of incantations and spells and figure out how to you know mess with him. So then they proceed to like poke his knee with needles and you know poke him in the arm and the hand and you know yeah make him blow away with all these feathers and then do the whole cherry (laughs) cherry pit uh trick that we've previously seen i also just like the idea of the devil throwing up in a church right does that just make projectile vomiting on everybody you know and it's again this kind of bloody red so that just kind of makes it even more intense that whole kind of idea of the devil projectile like possession style vomiting on people in a church is like i mean this this is the only thing that i think would have possibly improved the omen is obviously the scene where damien really really doesn't want to go to church (laughs) yeah and he's just screaming his head off because he doesn't want to go into church i wonder why it would have been a little more funny I mean, not that it should have been funny at all, because it's a very dramatic, serious <laughs> movie. But if Damien had have been forced to go into the church, but then he would have just thrown up blood everywhere, all over everybody. I mean, it's a little bit too gory for what the Omen's kind yeah. of going for. Although that is... But maybe in my gore-filled remake of The Omen, <laughs> that will never happen. <laughs> Not that it needs to. Why would I ever do that? Maybe it will. (laughs) Devils throwing up in churches should happen, though. I I like that whole idea. Yes. And then, you know, the voodoo is still happening on the drive home. Um, And, you know, they sense he's coming home, so they're, like, trying to rush to clean up everything just in case. It's like, oh, Pick up all the feathers. Yes. And, you know, the voodoo doll's getting tossed around. So as that's getting tossed around, he's getting tossed around while he's driving the car. So that's a whole kind of fun scene of him trying to get back to the house. You know, his manservant. uh, Manservant sounds a bit... um, (laughs) Lurch. He leaves Lurch in a lurch. Stuck in town at the store. It is. It's Lurch from the Adams family. I just like the I just like the phrase manservant. That sounds like he's got some sort of sinister intention with him. Well, I mean he's not just a butler, he's not just a driver. He kind of does everything. So manservant. Okay. Um okay. <laughs> Uh, he just leaves him with all his hardware supplies and <laughs> drives back. And it, the, the voodoo doll is getting kind of tossed around and he is kind of a mess, beat up, broken. And he kind of 
bursts back into the house and we start seeing more of these kind of devilish things. Like I said, his hands are now like claws. And, yeah. You know, his face. He might as well have had bright, red, bright and, red eyes. And... Yes. And so he's pounding on the door to get to them. And the voodoo doll falls on the floor and breaks into three pieces and things go silent. And then we see him giant monster busting into the back window at yeah. them. Because that's yeah. what happens to the devil when you split him in three, apparently. Yeah, he's that three. A... I wonder if that's the three, you know, like the the three of um, God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, or maybe, Father, Son, and maybe, the Holy Ghost. Maybe there or is, is this, some underlying. <laughs> is this the, the anti-version of the three, which is Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet? Perhaps. So you split the devil into three, <laughs> and all three of them burst forth from Jack Nicholson and create a huge Jack Nicholson monster, apparently. But I mean, he didn't really have, you know, he, I don't know, he could have still been broken in three parts because we only saw, you know. Am I over, am I over religiously <laughs> analyzing things? Uh, just, just a little bit, I think. But, but I am mean, I? I, think, but am I? I think the idea of three in a movie with the devil is always going to have some kind of significance. Yeah, I mean, of course. The three women, you know. There is the three women as well. Who's who? I think Cher is um, the (laughs) Satan. No, that can't work. Jack Nicholson's Satan. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No, no. But I just think the idea of three, um, I think maybe has something, you know, an underlying, you know. Yeah key in movies like this uh but yes then we get the ridiculous cgi jack nicholson trying to bust into the window but Silliness. the 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 figure they make is made of wax so they throw it into the fire and he know, burns to death and he burns which, and they get rid of it how can that possibly be possible the devil yeah, right? literally <laughs> lives in the depths of fiery thinking, hell i was thinking the same so <laughs> should he i mean i suppose I guess natural fire, which fire is different. Some than... <laughs> would have you believe that the devil should burn upon entering a church rather than vomit. Yes, but the but vomiting was done, you know, as a spell. I yeah. just don't think that the devil should be able to burn, really. I mean, maybe the fires of hell are different fires than actual real life fire. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been. I have so. never I have never set foot in hell. <laughs> so yes, we don't have first hand knowledge no. yet of yet. the fires of hell, I don't. feel like <laughs> <laughs> Oh look at all this um, hellfire. How is it different? Let's try it. Let's test. Yes. Promise me that, Jimmy. <laughs> Promise me that. If we ever go to hell We will t- we'll test the fires. We will we just know. as soon as we arrive. As soon as we arrive. Satan, yes. What's hellfire made of? Is it real fire? No, it's my own special blend of fire. It's made with real fire. It's made also... with glasses on a string. <laughs> it's made with real fire, but when you've created your fire, you have to be wearing glasses on a string and that's how you make hellfire yes well done satan 
<laughs> so it. yes, we we do get ridiculous CGI giant Jack Nicholson who they ultimately burn and they get rid of him. They and do. then we cut to what 18 months later um where Susan they Sarandon's all, got a child. All of them have children. All of them have children. Yes. And they're all of course a redhead child and a blonde child and a brunette child. Very obviously um, this one's mine. So <laughs> this yes. one's yours. <laughs> so all yeah. the three sons of Satan and they all live in the big Lennox estate. Um I am with... led to believe there is a Witches of Eastwick sequel in book form. Because oh. it was originally a book. Okay. Um I think it might be about the children. Okay, because and I mean, spawn oh, of Satan sons. and all that good stuff. Yes. So, um, yeah, but it was never a movie. Yeah, they don't really explain like what's going to happen with these boys if they're going to be. I mean, we do get a kind Damien. of sense that they all kind of, but there's three of them, so three <laughs> Damians. <laughs> yes. So they all kind of wander in their little baby walkers to this room of TVs where. Jack Nicholson is kind of trapped and like trying to talk to them and lure them in there. I don't know how he's managed to get himself trapped in the TV. I don't like, know. And then the three mothers just come and say, oh, Daryl, <laughs> just shut the TV <laughs> pretty, off. Pretty much. And that's, and that's how the movie ends. Like, oh. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> like a sitcom ending, isn't it? Yes. It's, so I it's don't hilarious. Know. I don't know if we're supposed to like... You know, because I couldn't remember how it ended. So I thought maybe they were just going to end with him kind of like telling them evil things. And yeah. and that would have been the end. And so then we get kind of a sinister vibe at the end. But then them just coming in, oh, Daryl. And then like they turn off the TV. I can't figure out if the end of this movie is tonally absolutely all over the place. Yeah, so I would have kind, kind of liked... Of... <laughs> exactly what it should be yeah so i mean while i did like that they kind of get the upper hand because uh, you know you really get invested in these women and you really like them um, female power i told you yes. how much that means in witch movies yes and that and i liked that aspect of it but i kind of think i would have liked the idea of him potentially having a hold on these three boys and yeah you know you know but we don't them, know. We've not and them not the knowing people. about it and you know so I kind of would have liked maybe kind of a little bit more of a sinister ending, but we need to see this sequel. <laughs> yes, and sure. they, I, like we said, these women still look amazing. So that's what I mean. Get them back <laughs> soon. Yes, yeah, make it happen. Yeah. I'd happily see. I'd happily see the Witches of Eastwick two or whatever the sequel book's actually called. And I mean, Doctor Sleep showed us Henry Thomas. C makes a pretty decent young Jack Nicholson, so, I mean... <laughs> Henry Thomas makes a pretty decent young Jack Nicholson. Fair enough. Um, I mean, Henry Thomas is doing pretty well for himself in horror anyway these days. So. Yes. So, I mean, because I, I don't think how he, Jack looks now would, would work. No, we can't be having Jack back. Jack wouldn't come back. Jack's not done a movie in ten years. Yes. So, yeah, maybe Henry Thomas can replace... Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was happy with the ending, but I kind of feel like I would have liked a more, a little bit of a sinister touch at the end, I think. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But yes. I, I really had fun with this movie and loved the cast, loved the story. Um, 
love. Oh, and then we didn't talk about the fun little tennis scene, which also is more visual magic that we got to see. It in is. This it movie. Was, felt a little bit like the Twilight baseball scene, though, didn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit. Tiny, tiny why, bit. Why are you throwing sports into like outrageous physics in sports? scenes in movies where there shouldn't be sports scenes is just a little silly to me well i think it's kind of supposed to show off their kind of jealousy and they're all you know yes yes them fighting over jack nicholson i guess but they're all really like bad tennis players I thought they it's were not like good. I mean, it's, it's not like watching me. Serena, is it? No, <laughs> no, not really. Um, but yeah, some really fun moments in this movie. The cast is great, and I like that you know the the witches kind of win in the end. So they, do. they yeah. do by turning the TV off on Jack Nicholson <laughs> and just going oh, Thank you. They all should have like looked at the camera and just like. This week's episode of The Witches of Eastwick was filmed in front of a live studio audience. audience. Yes. It felt a little like that, but I'm okay with it. (laughs) So am I. So am I. I really had fun with this movie too. Um, For its slight silliness towards the end, it was like a really, really devilishly evil, twisted kind of movie. And we haven't had this level, because we need to remember as well that Satan is a a seducer. Yes. So we haven't really had that a lot in our witch movies uh, in Season of the Witch, and Morgan hasn't seen, but we certainly got it full force in this movie. Um, people always f- tend to forget that sometimes, that the best um, v- villains in, you know horror fantasy kind of are charming trope are very charming and very seductive yes um which is why you know dracula always works a little bit better when he's a little bit overly sexy yes um (laughs) and so does satan like (laughs) blackula exactly (laughs) although was Blackula even anything to do? No, because Dracula was in Blackula, wasn't he? Dracula was yes. a racist. <laughs> yes, he was. Silly Dracula. We prefer Blackula. Blackula, yes. And his love of Bloody Marys. And as we learned in Monster Squad, Dracula calls little girls bitches. Does. So. She's unnecessary, necessary behavior from Dracula. We don't care for that. We yeah. don't care for that. We'll accept it coming from Jack Nicholson, but not you, Dracula. <laughs> not you. All right? Just chill out. Yes. Calm down, buddy. Um, okay. Well, well <laughs> we do, I think, have a voice message to finish off the show today, we, Janine. We do. Um, we heard from our good friend Billy, who watched this movie. So let's see what he thought of The Witches of Eastwick. Hey Morgan and Janine, it's Billy, the number one caller. So I saw you guys were doing The Witches of Eastwick, which is a movie that I had never seen. I hadn't even heard of it until recently, and it's the first Cher movie that I've ever seen. I think the coven of Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Susan Sarandon are all great. Jack Nicholson is fantastic as always, and 
Yeah, I did not know that John Williams actually did the score for this. Just a really good witch in a small town story. And I really don't know what else to say, but you just got to see to believe. And you can watch the main show, Machine Mondays, and Morgan Hasn't Seen, which you are listening to right now. Okay, Hype Man, out. I think Billy's pretty accurate there. You have to see it to believe it. Yes. I like that. Thank you, Billy, for the call. As always, you're the best. Um, We should mention as well John Williams, which is a really kind of low-key John Williams movie, isn't it? Yeah. So applause all the time to John Williams. A very very fun, witchy-feeling score. Yes. It was a good score. It was a good score. Um, Anyway, are we calling it there, Janine? I think we are. Well... There we go. Of course, this is not the only show you can find on this feed. We have It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show, every Friday, where we're, we're keeping it fairly spooky these days anyway, <laughs> as we all know. Um, yes. We love spooky stuff on the main show anyway, but particularly around this time. So uh, myself and Nolan this coming Friday are talking The Fly, starring Ooh. Vincent Price. Ooh, very nice. Um, and Patricia Owens and... The guy who actually plays the fly, who I've forgotten the name of, uh, <laughs> but it's a good movie. And you know, if you if you've only ever seen the Goldblum one, I'd recommend go back and watch the Price one as well. So you know, we'll be talking about that. Nineteen fifty eight on the main show this week. We also, of course, have Machine Mondays every Monday with Janine the Machine sat over there talking all her schmodown things. So go and check that out. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered here on It's a Wonderful Podcast. And you can find the, sh- the, f- the show, the feed, everything <laughs> on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and everywhere else. You can find me on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E on in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number, as we learned from this movie. <laughs> we did. We did. <gasps> That's where it comes from. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God, it's got more layers to it. Janine, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram and check out the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. We have some fun stuff going on over there. You get monthly artwork, fun Sunday live streams with Morgan and I. We do some fun little videos. Uh, you can vote in polls. We are doing watch alongs now, so you can vote on the movies that we do for our monthly watch alongs. So come hang out with us uh, at the It's a Wonderful Podcast uh patreon it's a wonderful one on patreon.com or just search it's a wonderful podcast on patreon uh you guys are awesome we love our patrons and we want to do fun stuff for you guys so come hang out with us also if you want to check out any of my artwork i put some new stuff up uh you can find that all at my t public shop at g9 design on tpublic.com and morgan i did Uh say i i would have some treats for you Treats. You were very sad that the witch season was closing out, but uh, you know, I love spooky season. I do not want it to end. So, for the month of November, I'm going to test myself and see if I can find some horror movies that Morgan has not seen. A fascinating decision. Will yes. you find them? Who knows? I think you will because, well, you have because you've already told me. But the people <laughs> don't know that. Shh, Morgan. <laughs> stop giving away the secrets. <laughs> yes.
<laughs> so um yeah there are some horror films i'm pretty sure morgan hasn't seen so and i've discovered some in my spooky season watches that i would love to share with morgan so check that out next week we will continue spooky season with more horror guys i'm very excited yes there we go guys that's gonna do it janine i think there is only one thing left to do please do it in a jack impression oh no you why have you do this to me <laughs> three <laughs> two <laughs> it's terrible it's terrible i'm sorry <laughs> one <laughs> bye, bye. That was quite possibly the worst Jack Nicholson <laughs> impression I've ever heard. <laughs>